On today's Friday Fire episode, we talk about how you need to stop DIYing your health. Do not trust Dr. Google. Anyone can post things on the internet. If you are dealing with symptoms, if you are dealing with health concerns, try to avoid Googling how to solve them, taking random supplements, wasting your money and your time. We talk about what to do instead and why this is becoming such a big problem. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday, guys. Hey, guys. We just had to press a restart button, like, for real, for real, because we, <laughs> we, were, we were struggling. It was not flowing. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. <laughs> By the way, Liz has said that multiple times today. I oh, have? my Lanta. Yes. You said it on the last podcast, too. And you said it on the pod. You said it on the group call. Really? Yeah. That's odd. <laughs> I only know because like it's a very unique thing to say. It's a very Southern thing to say. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of Southern, I know this is super random. I love Say Yes to the Dress on TLC. Do you remember that yes, show? Yes, yes. And they always had an Atlanta version, and they were super, super Southern girls. That was it. Came what, that's what came to mind when you say oh, that. That's who that makes me think of when Liz says, "Oh, my Lanta." Hmm. Makes me think of people on "Say Yes to the Dress" from Atlanta. <laughs> hey, it's better than Jersey Shore or like mm. any of these like crazy shows that. I mean, they're entertaining to watch, but I'm just so much more. And I was telling Becca this earlier. So much more into like the drama or the suspense or. Definitely. I am a rom-com lover. My husband was like, it is 10 o'clock on a Friday night and you're still awake. What's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm watching this rom-com. He's like, you only stay awake for rom-coms. You don't stay awake for movies I want to watch unless there's a hot guy in it. Like we watched um, uh, Top Gun on Sunday and granted we started early, but Art told me, he's like, it's a long movie. So we have to start it by six so that you'll be awake. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Nick. <laughs> Nick was talking about us going to Nashville for a wedding in November and he's like, so like, you know, we can go out Friday night and like uh, have dinner and maybe go to like a honky tonk bar and we'll be home by like 12 or one. And I look at him and I was like, what? And he was like, 10 to 11, eight to nine. <laughs> I was like, I can handle 10 to 11 when we're out without children that we have to wake up for in the morning. I can sleep in. There's a wedding the next day. Yeah. Um, but like that are yes we basically have similar there's a a meme that a girlfriend of mine sent me the other day i talked about this in our group call this week or with one of our clients actually and it's two girls in their 30s dressed up out to eat they've got cocktails and you know they're sitting there yawning <laughs> looking at each other like oh my gosh how are we gonna stay awake i'm like that's so me like i am totally the person if you want to go to dinner i'd rather go at like 6 30 like, I don't want to go 7 8 o'clock. That's the time, like, I want to be home and yes. relaxing, change in my pajamas and chill on the couch. Uh, I was FaceTiming with my sister Saturday night and we had gone to like a later lunch at Cooper's. And so we came back, take a shower, we're like playing with Marcus and whatever, and they were getting ready to go out to eat. And I'm like, you guys 
you're going to dinner now? Like, I'm going to go to bed in like an hour and a half. I'm waiting for Marcus to go to bed so I can it's go to bed. The problem between Nick and I is Nick wants to like go to dinner at 8 p.m. and have a drink first. And I'm like, we're literally eating when I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a problem. Yeah. Um, we make it work. Yeah, it's okay. And obviously, special times. Like, this weekend we're going to the boat. I'm sure because my brother-in-law runs circles around me with keeping up with, you know, the kids. I'm like, he's like always giving me grief. He's like, come on, mom. Come on, mom. Because I'm like, can we please go to dinner at six instead of eight? Like, I really don't want to stay out late. Uh, But anyways, it's... It is the real struggle of mom life and your mid thirties when you asked me to go out. I think Jody, one of our clients, we were talking about how it takes you like two days to recover from going to bed late. Oh, absolutely! It's like a hangover. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, we actually we're going to do a podcast and kind of uh, utilize um, Huberman. So, Doctor Huberman, if you listen to Huberman Lab, it's an awesome podcast, very sciency, but he talks about the effects of alcohol. And so Liz and I want to do a little bit more of a deep dive science-wise into alcohol um, and like basically the long-term effects of it. Like there are irreversible long-term effects of even moderate drinking, um, like one drink a night, two drinks a night slash total in a week, you know, like f- seven to 10 drinks total in a week, um, depending on when you drink it. So one thing that they talk about, though, is that everyone is different when it comes to metabolization of alcohol. Um, there are a lot of genetic components that play a role in how you metabolize alcohol, and Liz and I are actually quite different. Um, so some people become energized by metab- by alcohol and like want to you know go dance and party and all of that, and other people there's like a very short stint of energy, but then it's very heavy like tiredness. Um, bad hangover, stuff like that. I tend to be the tiredness person. Um, Liz tends to be the energized, go, you know, have fun person. And the energized person also tend to be people that become alcoholics um, and, you know, crave, obviously, that feeling from alcohol. There's just like a lot of really cool information. But I was telling Nick, I was like, I am not just a bad drinker. It's genetically a problem for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's funny because like Becca and I were talking about because there's just so many nuggets in here that's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. It's very interesting. Um, And so they talk about like the predisposition for people who do get energized because you have to be very careful that you are could be, you know, more susceptible to becoming an alcoholic. And he even talks in here, I think um, his average was like 14 drinks uh, for the week. He was saying it doesn't matter if you have one or two a night or you have, you know, six on a Saturday night, but there can be long-term effects, even if it's just a couple drinks a week, you know, depending upon how you break alcohol down and so forth. Um, and I think there's a lot of other things. I'm very curious now with the genetic predisposition, like I'd be curious to know, does that typically go hand in hand with other liver issues as well? Or, you know, other things because, um, you know, looking at like my family line, my siblings, as well as uh, my grandfather, and I would say, you know, my dad in some situations, um, like they can hold their drinks very well. And so it's totally opposite of like you, where you get my tired. Family, and my family are not big drinkers at mm-hmm. all. Like my my parents maybe have one or two drinks. We've never been in a family situation. My siblings are similar. Like I would say my sister maybe can have a little bit more and be fine, but like she's a very slow drinker. So our family in general, and that, and he talks about that in the podcast. Like there is a large, you know, family line situation when it comes to what you tend to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting. So I was like, oh, okay, like this makes sense. And like obviously through 75 hard, like Art and I, like we love just like, having a, a drink or two or going out like Saturday we went to Cooper's Hawk and that was fun like we had Marcus with us having a couple um, glasses of wine or whatever and 
it's fine. It's not like that's leading me to a place where like I'm going to the club at two o'clock until two o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, so I definitely don't want to make people feel like they can never drink or you should never drink, but I think it is important. And I've said this before. I'm very aware if it's in the house, I want to have it just like sweets or, you know, can be chips or candy for other people. Like if there's a bottle of a good Pinot Grigio white wine sitting in my cabinet and it's a nice sunny day out, I probably want to sit on the back porch and open that or, you know, mm-hmm. hang out and have it. Um, and I definitely think there's times and places for those things. But this podcast that we've been listening to really makes you evaluate how much do I want that in my life? And so um, like for us, we just haven't been keeping it in the house, even after 75 hard, like we just don't need it here. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that a different day. But today we're talking about stop DIYing your health. Mm-hmm. Stop using Dr. Google to give you solutions to your, let's say, symptoms here that you might be uh, Googling to see what it means. Because Mm -hmm. anybody out there ever Googled, let's just say weight loss, we're not even looking at a symptom yet, you get millions upon millions upon millions of results. Which one's right for you? How do you know? Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) I would say the biggest thing that a lot of people go down their rabbit hole with is like, should I be taking a probiotic, which in a lot of senses could be great for you in a couple situations, might not be a good answer for you. Um, if your gut is a mess, you're probably just going to poop that probiotic, probiotic out, or you might be feeding strains that don't need to be or shouldn't be fueled. Um, you know, if you feel like you have hormonal issues, then you're starting to take things that are, you know, forcing higher levels of detoxification of certain hormones and backing up your detoxification system. Like there's so many things that I think we maybe have the best interest at hand, but we don't have the right approach. There needs to be strategy and knowledge and education and experience around health. That is why people are doctors, practitioners, health experts in certain areas. And something that I am kind of diving more and more into and have belief around is like, although you know, you shouldn't be an expert in one only one area because the body is so complex and intertwined. You need to start looking maybe outside of the conventional system or outside of conventional testing to find people that will listen and that will appreciate and that will support how you're feeling. If you do not feel supported in a situation, you need to find a different doctor. You need to find a different healthcare practitioner. You need to feel like you are being heard. And then you need to apply what they're telling you to do. Like there's two sides of the piece. Um, And so at the end of the day, your health is not something that you can just throw supplements at or, you know, accept a diagnosis at and stop there. Like it is an ever flowing, ebbing, evolving situation that you have to be able to understand. And if you do not understand it, Find someone that understands it. Like find a person that you are asking questions to and you trust the answers that they're giving you. Do not just be Googling like I'm peeing out of my butt right now for the past two weeks. What is this? Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) Yeah, because there's I mean, there's so many different things that impact all of the symptoms that you're experiencing. Um, and it can be a, a cascade event. And so it's, if you're wanting to figure out what the root cause is, then you need somebody who's really going to listen and look at you with an in-depth lens and view of your entire lifestyle. 
What about your history growing up? Were you exposed to mold? Did you live in a really toxic environment, whether it's emotional or just, you know, a lot of chemicals being used? Like we even ask people who like clients, for example, who are hairdressers, okay? What's the ventilation system in your salon? What type of products are you using? Are you wearing gloves? Because all of these things matter. If it gets on your skin, you're breathing it in all day long, all those things matter. Doctors simply don't have, let me back up, conventional doctors don't have a lot of time to take this um, in-depth view and review everything, including like maybe your health history, your lab history, all of these things. And so that is why for Beck and I, we do air more on like, I would rather somebody be working with a functional holistic doctor who's really going to take an a lot of time with you or work with us as practitioners where we can go through all of this and spend the ample amount of time with you versus 15 minutes. Oh, hey, these are your symptoms. Okay, try this. It didn't work in three months. All right, well, here's a prescription or, or whatever it might be, right? And here's the other thing. When we're talking about DIYing your health, I want to bring to light a couple of things. Number one, anyone can publish content online. Okay, so when you Google some of your symptoms and you're getting kicked back, you know, thousands upon thousands of results, how do you know what's verified, what's not, what's backed by research and what's not? Sure, there's different, um, you know, holistic functional doctors that Becca and I gravitate towards or research platforms that we gravitate towards. But even for us, if we're looking something up, you've got to know how to screen this content and know what is legit and what is not. Right. And so I think that's really important. I think the second thing to understand is that as we've talked about before, the body is a cascade, you know, um, when there is something going wrong, let's say that you are having a lot of anxiety or depression. Okay. Where is that stemming from? Is it because you're living in a toxic environment and you're exposed to all of these chemicals and things that are burning, you know, your detoxification pathways, which is getting, you know, basically, uh, into your brain and impacting your neurotransmitters? Or is it because you have low stomach acid and so you're not getting the vitamins and the minerals and the nutrients that are needed to build up neurotransmitters? Mm -hmm. Like, is it medications that you're on that have side effects? And then, you know, maybe you are eating poor quality food. You got a lot of fried foods, sugar, all of these unhealthy fats that are coming in and you're full of inflammation and neuroinflammation. Okay. So what's the root cause to the depression and the anxiety? And so that's why for us, we take a look at like, what's been going on with you? How long has it been going on? What are your symptoms show? What do your uh, lab work or the tests that you had done show? What's the story here? And then we pair this with an in-depth view of your day-to-day -day symptoms and what you're eating and what you're consuming. So we can look at timing of things. When did I feel more tired or more anxious? Oh, I skipped you know, food for the last 16 hours because... I just didn't have, you know, the energy to make food and suddenly my blood sugar is extremely low and I feel really anxious and stressed. Okay, so is that anxiety or is it low blood sugar? Like those are the pieces of the puzzle that we try to pull together to get a holistic view rather than how can I improve anxiety and then I get all these ads kicked back to me for mm -hmm. supplements that are total BS usually. Yeah, and speaking of anxiety, the problem with Googling symptoms you become a hypochondriac, guys. Like you start to think everything is wrong with you. You start to identify with all of those things that are wrong with you. You start to basically become this like, woe is me situation. This is my life. This is how things are going to be. And you become paralyzed by it. Like how many people we've talked to, you know, that, oh, well, I have IBS. And so that's why I can't lose weight. Or, oh, I have hypothyroidism, so like my metabolism's slow. And we start to correlate all of these things with why we aren't successful with having a healthy lifestyle. And 
it paralyzes you. It basically keeps you from working towards a better situation because you have this anxiety about there is something wrong with me. And sure, could there be something wrong in terms of how the body's functioning? Absolutely. But guess what? There is always a solution. There is always a solution to making you feel in some way, shape, or form better. Sure, we might not cure a disease. We might not completely eradicate every single symptom that you're dealing with. But I bet if you're managing really annoying syndromes or conditions, there is a way to get you feeling much better. But when you are constantly thinking about everything that is wrong with you, you are only going to see everything that is wrong with you. It's very hard for you to see solutions. You're going to start seeing, oh, I have thinning hair. Do I have cancer? Do I have you know these major conditions that are really big deals that Normally, hair loss is associated with like undernourished body, cells are not functioning properly, blood sugar issues, potentially high androgen levels of hormones, like things that can be resolved. But we go, obviously, if anyone's ever used like WebMD, Google a symptom, you're going to think you're dying. Like you're going to think that there is something drastically wrong with you. And typically what you end up doing is you end up trying to treat symptoms. You end up trying to treat things that are presenting as what seem to be problems when in reality they are results of the problem. They are things that are going to be letting you know the body is not doing well. Unfortunately, if you keep buying cellulite cream or hair growth products or all of these different things, you're not actually getting to what the problem is. You're trying to resolve symptoms, which is never a solution. It just keeps you in this vicious circle of one, you're wasting a bunch of money, and two, you're never actually solving what's causing the issues. Yeah. And the other thing is when you're using Dr. Google for these symptoms and it's giving you tips and advice, and this is very, you know, I've seen it time and time again, like broad spectrum. Let's say, like Becca mentioned earlier, okay, so you are struggling with constipation or diarrhea, maybe like kind of alternating back and forth. And so you find some article that gives you a list of things to do. Well, maybe there's foods on there that you're intolerant to currently because of the state of the gut. It's not a food issue. It's a gut issue. I even posted this in one of my um, Instagram posts about some foods that can be helpful uh, in terms of your digestive system that have natural digestive enzymes. But I put an asterisk by fermented foods because not everybody can tolerate fermented foods, right? It depends upon the state of your gut. So you may then be following that advice, doing things that are making things worse. The same way that if you have heartburn or acid reflux and you use Dr. Google, they kick back to you, will take some Tums or Prilosec or other things that are going to suppress stomach acid again, we've talked about this before, but the cascade event that happens when your stomach acid is constantly suppressed is that you become malnourished. So you're unintentionally, unknowingly, basically starving your body of nutrients, even if you're consuming a lot of good nutrients. And what in turn happens is that you have all of these other symptoms that start to you know, present because of this one thing that was a symptom that you didn't get to the root cause and you took a over-the-counter medication or maybe a prescription for a period of time or whatever, and now you have all of these other things. And so remember that it's always a domino effect with how you're treating yourself or not treating yourself. It's the same way when we look at water, uh, exercise, sunlight, all of these things that we do day in and day out. And that's why we try to give you guys so much information on this podcast, because we know that there is so many pieces of information on the the web, the good old worldwide web that is basically BS and you can get yourself into a really bad place. And then what results is that you're spending a ton of time, energy and money 
that you, maybe you're buying these supplements because you think they're going to help with the symptom and no one's to blame you for that. But if it doesn't, now you've wasted that money, right? Mm-hmm. Now you've wasted more time dealing with these symptoms that probably have gotten worse or definitely haven't gotten better when you could be investing your time, energy, and money in a better spot working with somebody to help you. And listen, if it's not Becca and Liz, that is completely fine. There are many other practitioners mm-hmm. that we recommend. We have good friends that are practitioners. We honor and respect them. They you know, have their own specialties and we are happy to refer out. You know, so if it's something that you need help with, like find somebody who's going to advocate for you and help you on this journey, because I will tell you, and I've said this before, the longer that you wait, the more expensive it gets in terms of the amount that it's going to cost you to change and the time that it's going to take for you to heal. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the big things that's, I think, frustrating is a lot of people buy supplements expecting for them to be the answer. Like, oh, this is going to be the the solving factor in my, all of my issues. But we never actually pay attention to like how we feel on certain things. Usually you're not buying one supplement. You end up on like, you know, some type of website that has all these different supplements. They're trying to sell you multiple packages of them. And then you go on five supplements at once. You have no idea if any of them are working. You don't know how to layer them in. You don't know how long to stay on them. You end up on these different supplements for years. Like, there are very few things that should be taken for more than a few months to resolve maybe deficiencies or physical deficiencies that are existing causing symptoms. At the end of the day, I think maybe magnesium, potentially some type of digestive support, depending on you know the state of the gut, are about it. Like you can maybe do a fish oil, like an e- if you're not consuming a lot of fatty fish or you're not consuming a lot of um, omega three sources. But like outside of that, there's really not a whole lot that you need to be supplementing if you're eating a proper diet and your body's in a healthy place. To get from a unhealthy place to a healthy place, sure, there might be some more supplements. But if you are taking things and you have no idea why you're taking it, how long you're supposed to be taking it how you're feeling on it versus off of it, we have a problem. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people end up with is they end up buying these supplement packages or whatever it might be from companies. And then we start taking a bunch of things at once. No idea if you're having reactions to any of them. If you start having reactions, which ones, how long should I be on these? What are they supposed to be doing? And so forth. And so like, this is why it's important to one, know how to listen to your body and two, be able to understand these things. So like, you're not just wasting money on a lot of supplements or protocols that really at the end of the day are not resolving anything. Um, So that is what our soapbox is today is we are very passionate about one, not wasting people's time or money. um, And two, helping people get to a place where their bodies work properly. Because when your body's working well, you shouldn't need all of this stuff to feel better. Yeah. And you shouldn't be on 18 different supplements <laughs> for life. You know, like Beck and I take a few things like outside of magnesium and the fish oils. I mean, I'm taking prenatals and stuff right now, but I take a beef liver supplement. Oh, yeah. So does I she. Beef liver. Yep. Um, that's kind of your best nature's uh, multivitamin. Um, I would definitely say don't waste your money on multivitamins. They're very low uh, in overall nutrients that are provided to you. Uh, And then, you know, the other big thing we've talked about this before is like, what is the quality of the supplement that you're taking? Like, are you going to Walmart or Walgreens and getting nature's made? Like, that's not a very good quality supplement. If you're going to take a supplement, make sure that it's a good quality and it's actually giving you what it's intended to give you. Um, There was actually a podcast that we 
uh, both recently listened to with the owner of Megaspore, and they were explaining how the lawsuits started because uh, when some of the probiotics on the shelf or in the refrigerated section were tested, they were finding that it wasn't 50 billion or whatever um, that it was saying that they were getting in the product because of the link that it took from, you know, production to getting into stores. It had, you know, I think, what was it like 30,000 that they found 50 to 30 or whatever. And so there was like this massive lawsuit. And so he explains a lot on like the, you know, probiotic side of how these things have to be made and be formulated in order to, you know, actually be shelf stable or make it to your home in a way. And so these are all the things that, you know, Maybe we don't have the knowledge and the education around right now, but at the end of the day, what you should do is take the things that serve you and don't take the things and waste money on things that don't serve you. Just because you saw an ad on Instagram doesn't mean that product is valid. It doesn't mean that you should be taking it or that it's going to help uh, your individual situation. There's a lot of contraindications and depletions that we look at when we're evaluating what somebody is on, what medications especially are they on. As we talked about this before, especially with birth control, right? you might have to work a little bit harder then uh, to fill some of the gaps here that happen with nutritional uh, depletions. But these are these are the things that we're talking about. Like if you just use Google or Instagram as your trusted source, you're not probably gonna be in the healthiest place that you could be. So that's all we got for you guys today. We love you all very much. See you on Monday. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.